Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the nation, the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, high atop the radio world in the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in downtown Portland. And my co-counsel here, Camaro Dave, is out on the Daytona track right now. or probably getting sunburned drinking beer, actually, but that's kind of what he does. Um, this portion of Barbecue Nation is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Beef you can feel good about. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. You've seen these cookers in stores all over the country. Uh, if you're up in the Northwest here, you, you see them in a lot of the stores up here. And there's two different versions, and we're going to talk all about that today. We've got Jeff Thiessen from Pit Boss and Louisiana Grills. Uh, the parent company is uh, Danson's, and we're going to explain how they got that name too. But I want to welcome Jeff to the show. It's his first time here on Barbecue Nation. And how you doing, partner? I'm doing great. Appreciate the opportunity. Not a problem. So found out something just before we went on the air here is that you guys moved the headquarters to Phoenix uh, from Edmonton. Uh, yeah. And this time of the year, it looks like it was a really good move. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of answer prayers for us. I mean, our company's been blessed beyond what we ever, ever imagined the last few years. And Part of that was that move down from Canada. Uh, business grew. We were doing probably north of 80% of our business was starting to grow into the U.S. And, and uh, kissing the snow goodbye was uh, pretty easy for us. So we've been down here about a year and a half and absolutely love it. You know, I love Edmonton. I love that Calgary area. I spent a lot of time in the summers over the years in those two cities. Uh, the funkiest thing was is I was thinking I was sitting in the Calgary Tower one time. And it was August, and the show was over, and we're having dinner, and we're looking out, and here comes a snowstorm. So, <laughs> Well, they said, they always said, that if you don't like the weather, wait 20 minutes, and something's going to change. Absolutely. So, you know, so uh, a family up in that area. They still love the area, but yeah, it's, uh, we're enjoying down here. here I bet you are. Yeah. Now, your dad founded Danson's. Why did he do that? Did he have any experience in in making and producing grills and barbecues and stuff, or was it just something he decided to do one day? Um, actually, my dad and I started uh, founded Anthem's together back in 1999. Okay. And uh, his background was actually in the wood pellet heating industry and also the, the fireplace industry. Sure. So we got involved with a sawmill that wanted to get rid of their wood waste. And one of the projects that my dad designed for them, because he had background in wood pellet, was actually you know putting together a wood pellet mill of their own. And so that's what kind of got us into it. And then um, what happened is after a few years of having some success in the heating side, that uh, in the wood pellets, that is, we, uh, we ended up making pellet stoves because we wanted to create some more market for the pellets that we were producing in Western Canada. 
And then um, from there, it was like, well, what do we do in the off season? Because heating stoves are only good for part of the year. So we got into making pellet grills as kind of a an off season type thing. Well, along comes the recession uh, in '09, and uh, things were pretty bad. So we ended up selling uh, selling the uh, the heating side of the business off, which actually was a bigger part of the business for us mm-hmm. than the barbecues. And um, it ended up being a real blessing in disguise because all we were left with was little barbecue company that we kind of made pellet grills in the off season. And, uh, and lo and behold, that was the, the gem that we'd been sitting on for an awful long time. The business absolutely exploded over the next, you know, number of years. And, uh, we are, we're thrilled to be the fastest growing brand of pellet grills in the market today with Pit Boss and probably one of the fastest growing brands in barbecue period right now with a placement that we've been blessed with. So it's, uh, it's been an unbelievable experience last last number of years that uh that honestly we just really think is has been a god thing for us it's been awesome well that's that's pretty cool actually because there's you know traeger kind of started there in our neck of the woods here they started here in oregon not far from actually where i live and that kind of mm-hmm. started a lot of the pellet grill stuff and that's been you know 25 30 years ago um <clears throat> But they've gone through changes. They sold the company. They did this. And you've, we've seen more pellet grill uh, stoves and cookers and things come come out on the market. But I must say that uh, Pit Boss is right up there. Uh, they get really good reviews. Now, I've not cooked on one. I will, you know, we'll work on that after the show. But uh, I have... Let, let, me, let, let me interrupt you for one second. Sure. You, you mentioned the Traeger family, and uh, I... I, I know we know them well. In fact, Joe Traeger works with us on our product development team now. Oh, good. And, uh, works very closely with my dad and just a prince of a man. We're very blessed to have him on the team. He's a very innovative guy, and he's he is the one who founded this pelletry industry. We're standing on his shoulders along with guys like my dad that have have, have worked on innovation in pellet grills. And it's just, there's a great family. I mean, the, the company he sold a number of years ago, the Traeger Pellet Grill Company did, so he's not affiliated with uh, with the Traeger Grill Company at all. But uh, Brian, his son, who uh, was the former CEO of Traeger, actually works in our, in our team as well. So just a wonderful family. When you mention them and being in the area, I've been there a number of times, or a few times now, and just wonderful people. We're just thrilled to have them on board. Oh, yeah. That, in fact, uh, the grandson, Tyson, who uh, is kind of doing his own pellet outdoor heating units and stuff. In fact, I was at a golf course a couple weeks ago, and he was installing uh, two or three of them there on their outdoor driving range, which is covered, but it's still, it's the Northwest, much like Canada, except we don't get the total amount of snow you guys (laughs) did up there. But, you know, you get cold out there. And um, so I was kind of, just kind of happened to stop by there that day and, and and talk to Tyson again. He's been on this show, and and we uh, kind of went over. And I actually, you know, got to hit a couple balls. And and the bottom line is, he's got quite a good idea for outdoor, uh, you know, parties or camping, this type of thing with that uh, heater he's he's put it together. So it's pretty cool. He's obviously inherited some of his uh, ingenuity from his grandfather. He so did. <laughs> They're an impressive family, for sure. He did. He did. So when you were first developing this, you and your dad, Jeff, what um, did you just kind of sit down and say, okay, uh, we're going to do this, and here's a couple sketches, and you started kind of crafting some things together? 
No, I'd, uh, and I'd, I should, I'd be remiss to say it. My younger brother has been with us since we actually founded the barbecue side too. So he, he's certainly the way we, we see him as one of our founders as well. He's actually our chief operating officer. His name's Jordan. Um, but anyways, as far as the master plan, um, I think God just used a, a, a few dumb guys and put us together and just created a, a wonderful <laughs> opportunity. I, I can't, I can't say that we had the master plan. My dad's an innovator. He designed or helped design pellet stoves. He's, he, he is really the, the, the one that uh, has worked with our design team and developing new products. He has, my dad's 68, it'll be 69 this year. He has probably about 60 different items on our product development product list. Um, you know, he just keep, he, he kept refining and adjusting and refining and adjusting until finally you had something there. Pellet grills were really born out of a necessity to keep the factory busy. <laughs> but but we loved grilling and so you know years and years ago um you know before my time with my dad um he actually used to distribute traeger pellet grills in western canada and love the product i grew up eating off them mm-hmm. well he, the problem in canada as you probably know is it's terribly cold and in yeah. winter you just couldn't get them hot enough to to effectively grill right so when we, my dad came out with the louisiana grill brand you know, he said, listen, we got to have something that's going to be bigger and heavier and hotter and that we can actually use in the winter. And that's really where it's kind of, you know, necessity is a mother of invention. He's like, I want to I want to grill on pellet grills in the winter. And we got to have one that can handle a Canadian winter of all winters. So that's really where a lot of the original designs came from. And our designs on Louisiana Grill's um, feed system is really based off of a pellet grill or sorry, a pellet stove. I apologize. It's, sure. uh, it's really heavy duty, big burners. Uh, drop feed system, solid core augers. Our Pit Boss brand is more developed off of uh, Joe Traeger's original design. Right. But it's, uh, it's, you know, we have two very distinct distinct um, things going on there. So, anyways, it's it was more just necessity where the first designs came from. And they just, you know, evolved year after year. And, uh, and here we are today. There you go. We're talking with Jeff Thiessen from Pit Boss and Louisiana Gru- uh, Grills. Excuse me. The, uh, the Dancing Group, which is the parent company of that uh before jeff and i take a little break here and i wanted to share something with you the u.s department of agriculture commits to promoting direct to consumer meat sales uh in this crazy year when grocery store shelves were empty and many shoppers turned to local meat purveyors who had product available um to get their source of food right But most USDA food safety regulations are geared towards the huge meatpacking companies, making it a bit more difficult for smaller regional retailers to sell direct to consumers. Certain codes have also made it challenging for mobile meat processors to travel among smaller regional farms and ranches that this inevitably restricts production. That situation is about to shift, though, according to a recent USDA report detailing the steps that the USDA will take to improve direct access to ranchers and farmers who sell meat. The report says we understand the uh, addition of direct-to-consumer options for beef producers and small processors and retailers and others may be done in a way that does not compromise federal safety food standards. The USDA is committed to working with stakeholders to balance food safety um, with these growing consumer preferences and growing e-commerce platforms. You can read more on this story at Forbes magazine. We're going to take a break on Barbecue Nation. Be back in just a minute. Don't go away.
everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Nights in white satin Never reaching the end Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, uh, Dr. Dave. Uh, we've got Jeff uh, Tyson on here from Pit Boss, Louisiana Grills. His family, his dad came up with the concept. Jeff was right there to uh, encourage his dad, I think really just so he could get the hell out of Canada. I'm not sure, but, <laughs> but uh, he did that. And you guys are going gung-ho now, and it's it's really... I think it's fascinating the story of your company of of how you did it, and then you moved the company to the states, not just for the weather, but for you know obvious business reasons and stuff. But um, when you're actually out there and you're comparing grills, Jeff, and you say, uh, you know, there's a lot of pellet grills on the market now. How how does you know how does Pit Boss stack up to those in your mind? I think the the quick the, the use of the pitch that we use all the time is we're bigger, we're hotter, and we're heavier than our competitors, and 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 then that's the vast majority of them. And usually we're about thirty to forty percent less for the same square inches. Uh-huh. So if if you look at um, you know when I say bigger, we're bigger square inches. When I say hotter, our units will get to five hundred degrees with our flame broiler closed. And our flame broiler is, is a piece that slides back and forth over top of the the burn chamber. So that if you want a direct flame sear, you can do that, which will actually bring the temperature significantly higher than 500 degrees, obviously. But uh, if you want to close, you can still get to 500 degrees with it, with it closed and, and do indirect cooking. So, you know, the, our units are, are hotter, significantly hotter than a lot of our competitors. and They get to that temperature even in the winter. Um, so it's, it's a type of thing that they're just a little more robust and heavier. We use a heavier gauge of steel than most of our competitors as mm-hmm. well. So. You know, as a consumer, we provide the best value proposition in the marketplace. You know, we're, we're trying to create products that your family is going to have for many years because they're really from our family to yours, and that's the way we see it. Um, you know, customer service hours some of the longest in the industry because we want to make sure that our, our consumers feel that they have the, the support that they need. And it's actually based in Oregon, of all places, in, in Salem. Yeah. So I looked that up, and I thought, my God, that's only about 12 miles from where I live. So... <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, in fact, the, the head of the, the head of the uh, of our customer service is actually he was a wonderful guy. He's actually in our offices in Phoenix today. I think he's happy to get out of the out of the rain. So. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, as as far as the the company, I mean, Dan says is Dan, my dad, and I'm one of the sons. My other sure. Was, my actually my older brother was the original one. So you know, it's it, it just comes down to the family relationship, and that's how we see this business. It's really family to family, and and you know, we're we're trying to create products that people can relate to and, and, and be proud of and, and connect with. I mean, connect with directly and also they connect around with their families and, and their friends. So it's a fun business to be in. I feel very blessed for the opportunity. <laughs> what, so, Jeff, let me ask you. When you, you, you 
make a grill, you make a new design on a grill and you guys go through it and you test it. And I'm sure you've got a whole process about testing it and make sure that everything works obviously and all that. And, and you put it out on the market and people purchase it and they're happy with it. But sometimes they come back and say, and it's not a criticism. They just say, I wish it did this. Maybe, maybe, uh, got smoked to the other end of the chamber faster, or I don't know, you know, everybody's got their own little ideas. Do you take those and then try to work on them for an improved model of that particular unit? Or do you gather up a bunch of those and say, let's do a different one and make it this way? Uh, both. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, we love the whole social media side because, you know, the, the pit, boss, pit boss owner site, which is not ours, it's it's some other one, some other guy that loved the product started it. Um, the feedback that we can just look, we look at without having to solicit, and, and the, the ideas that consumers have are, are so innovative and so exciting. And so, I mean, they're, they're challenging. So we are certainly looking at, at feedback all the time. And sometimes there are little tweaks uh, to our product, and sometimes they're full redesigns. When I'm, when I'm talking about 60 different items in our product development list, which is probably bigger than that by now, sure. um, but it's, some of them are tweaks, and some of them are adjustments, and some of them are, are brand-new units. If you look at our product offering in the last five years, it's absolutely exploded. You know, we're, we're looking at, we're, and to be fair, you know, pellet grills is what we're known for. Pellet grills is what we're, we're, we're really good at. We also do some charcoal grills. We do mm-hmm. a ceramic egg. We also do some hybrid grills where it's ch- uh, gas and, um, gas and, and charcoal, um, you know, hybrid grills. We do some of the other stuff, but we, we try to add that extra bit of flavor and not just straight gas grills. So because we know that cooking with wood is such an important part of what we do. And, and so going back to the feedback, that's what consumers are telling us, that real, real wood, rich wood flavor that comes from cooking with wood is just, is just critical to the barbecue experience. So when they have feedback, yeah, we listen to it, and we tweak it, and we add new units, and Dad designs up another you know, handful of them <laughs> over the weekend, which happens more often than you'd, you'd, be, you'd think. So, oh, I'm which sure. Which is awesome. It's awesome to work with a guy with vision like that. I know when you're around people like that, and I've been around them somewhat in my life, that you you kind of you'll be talking and you're kind of talking in oh I don't know what I don't want to say abstract terms, but kind of what if terms like that, and then all of a sudden Monday morning they show up and here's the sketch of the bloody thing right there on the table. <laughs> Goes yeah, we could do well, this. Well, not only that, but why haven't you sold it yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. I, you know, it's, it's inspiring working with my dad. and He's uh, he's just a real innovator. And, and guys like Joe as well. And we have a number of really talented. I mean, the, the, the people we've been blessed with on our team, from design to marketing to sales, I mean, account, every part of the business has been blessed with some wonderful people. And we couldn't do it without them. But it sure is, you know, that genesis of having great products to present. I mean that makes all. I mean, makes all the difference for us. So that's a real, for we feel is a real godsend for us. Now we got we only got about fifteen seconds before we got to go to break. But you're also now producing your own wood pellets, aren't you? Yes, sir. We have a branded uh, Pit Boss and Louisiana Grill pellets, and in multiple different flavors and a lot more flavors to come. So that's a very aggressively growing uh, big part of our business. So we're very excited about that. Cool. Hey, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, uh, Jeff from Pit Boss Louisiana Grill. Uh, all kinds of stuff we got left to talk about. So don't go away. You are listening to the Barbecue Nation. Nights in white satin, never reaching the end. 
letters I've written Never meaning to send Beauty I'd always missed With these eyes before Just what the truth is If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to aroundthehouseonline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and this portion of the show is brought to you in part by, uh, guess who? Painted Hills Natural Beef. They're great people, and they get put out a great product. From the heart of the Pacific Northwest, that's beef you can be feel good about and be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. And also my friend Mark down at Barclays, down there in Woodburn. Yes, indeedy. What are you going to do with your tax return or your tax refund? I know what mine is because it's gone already. But uh, Mark has got some great collectible coins, silver and gold down there. That's Barclays Buy Sell Pond, uh, one of our local contributors to the show in Woodburn. Check it out. Uh, we're talking with Jeff Thiessen here from uh, Pit Boss in Louisiana. How did you come up with Louisiana? I mean, did you just like New Orleans or something or what? You know what? When we, uh, we sat in the room and came up with that, I think my dad actually came up with the name. Which he comes up with a lot of things, um, but Texas Texas Grill has been done to death. We wanted something that sounded like Southern grilling, and I'm telling you, Alberta Grills it wasn't going to sell anything. So no, Louisiana Grills it was. That, it, that's where it was born. So, <laughs> yeah. so does do you does your dad still do the design on both brands, or did you kind of farm that off from Pit Boss to somebody else? We have multiple teams that are, that are involved now. Um, you know, my dad still is the final say on, on yay or nay on uh, on the product design, but he has a whole team of people he works with now, and including Joe Traeger, who actually has some of his own designs that that uh, he's brought into the company in the last uh, in the last year, which you'll see on the marketplace probably in the next eighteen months. So there's there's a few key designers certainly that have, that have been around that are wonderful people, and we're blessed to have them. But at the end of the day, my dad still, you know, since it's coming from our family to everyone else, he, he still wants to say yay or nay, and he's got a phenomenal eye for it. So, Jeff, how long does it take? When I mean, really, the whole process from input to say that's a good idea to sketching and doing the design, the mechanics, the whole thing there to testing to then getting it out on the market what's the time frame for that process great, great question i mean that's what really separates us from our competitors is we could have something in the in the marketplace within 12 months we can have prototypes within weeks um i mean we've had prototypes I think within two or three weeks from sketches before i mean we're we move faster than everybody else i mean uh, a, a committee meeting here is my dad and brother and i have lunch and, <laughs> hey you know what a customer had an idea around this. Dad, what do you think? Well, I think I can probably dry and design something up. And, you know, the next day he could have a sketch from one of the designers and off it goes to one of the factories. And it can be a matter of weeks before we have our first prototypes. And that's happened before. We've literally got a product from inception into the market within about 12 months before. And that makes us different. I mean, it doesn't mean 
there's certain things that we're not going to compromise when it comes to design where, you know, you have to have the safety testing. You have to make sure that the, whatever you're going to put into that product has been tied, you know, tested many, many times. But that said, there's some designs that we already have competency in that we are making adjustments to that we could do something like that that fast or that has a technology that's already been proven out that we can add into a unit. So although, you know, safety is our number one concern, you know, speed to execution is, is a critical part of, of what makes us different. So it's fun. It's fun to design that way. People are always like, what, do you patent everything? They're like, why would we, you know, we'll, we'll patent something, sure. But isn't it nice to be out in front of your competitors a year or two? Because by the time they cough, you get in the marketplace, you're now you're two years ahead. Right. So this is lots of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of fun when you have innovators such as my dad and Joe on the team. Well, and you can move forward right away. You know, you, like you say, there's committee meetings and then, uh, in a lot of companies, there's more committee meetings and there's more development meetings. And, you know, it's like, here it is. Let's, let's start tinkering with it and get it going. I think that yeah, would, that, that'd be a blast. It's a thrill to be part of an organization. It's such a blessing to be part of it where, you know, and, and, you know, we have some young guys got an idea how to, you know, do a new marketing campaign. We can approve that, put it in the marketplace within days. I mean, we are just so much more agile than a lot of our, our competitors. Just, it's just fun. It's dynamic. It's, it's a blessing. You know, we're, you know, we don't have to worry about the next quarter of financials to make someone else happy. I mean, we're here to provide the best products we possibly can and take a long-term approach to the business. And, and, and we're thrilled to have that opportunity. A lot of guys just don't have that opportunity and what a blessing it is and a responsibility. I mean, we have a great team of people that we're responsible to here and it's just great the way it all works. I, I could not be happier. Do you uh, have a favorite do you have a favorite out of your line that, that Jeff uses at home or that maybe six or eight of them that you use at home or, um, uh, boy, I don't, I mean, I, I've used different grills at home. I've had different grills at my house before. I mean, Louisiana grills is our oldest brand. So sure. that brand has been at my house probably more. Uh, but I mean, you'll, you're actually in some of our brochures, you'll see pictures of different grills at my house. So, um, it, it's a type of thing that, um, you know, I, I have a huge amount of respect for the design system my dad put in Louisiana grills. Very robust. It'll get to 600 degrees with a flame broiler closed. It's a, it's an awesome design, and I'm, I've already been as, you know, being sold actually at Costco this year, which is pretty exciting for us. Um, but at the same time, I have a huge amount of respect for the pit boss design because, you know, Joe Traeger designed that original feed system, and, you know, it's there's no feed system in pellet grills on the planet that has more tight tested and true than that feed system. So I, I don't want to say I have a favorite. I, I just love pellet grilling in general. And uh, the reality is, even though we make gas grills and charcoal grills, it's a pellet grill that I use at my house. So whatever brand I might have at the time. I'll tell you a couple that I like, and I'm not used them, but I'm just looking at them. Is this whiskey still? It looks like an old oh, still. That's that, <laughs> that's a hoot right there. Um, and then I, I, I am in... Your Memphis Ultimate Smoking Grill, the one that you've kind of got all the the different heat sources and things on, that's kind of that kind of looks like a lot of fun too. Are those some of your bigger models? I mean, sales wise. Yeah, I mean they are. They're both very significant. They both were uh, Walmart exclusives actually, um, and both of them were designed in in, uh, in concert with the Walmart buyer, who is just a very uh, very visionary kind of guy himself. So. Certainly, both of them have done extremely well for us. The whiskey look is just, I mean, that's part of that from our design team as well, and that's just been uh, really well received. 
the the Memphis is interesting because it's not a pellet grill. It's a gas, charcoal, and uh, an electric smoker underneath. Mm-hmm. It's the only one of its kind that I know of on the marketplace, and it's it's just something that's attacked uh, grilling uh, and, and using primarily either charcoal or, or chips, wood chips, so you can get that real rich wood flavor. But then even on the gas side, you can actually open a damper up and have redirect smoke up through the gas side of the, pro- the barbecue. So you're still getting that real rich uh, wood flavor in whatever you're grilling. So it's, it's a really innovative product that we're very proud of. I know that uh, I, I have worked on one that was, um, let's see, Delta. When I was doing a show for somebody and they had a Delta one, which was gas pellets and charcoal or something like that. And, and um, they actually had a bed that you could raise up and down with the kind of was your, yeah, your charcoal there. Uh, that was interesting, but I think these combinations and, and I'm going to throw something out for you and I want you to, to chew on it for a second when, when I you hand it back to me. Um, but I think some of these combination grills for consumers that, that really like to barbecue, they really like to grill, they like to smoke some stuff, but they're not, they're not one of the competitors. They're not going to go on the KCBS circuit or uh, Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association or those. They just like to do it all at home. I would think that some of those are, are pretty good sellers to those types of folks. They've been phenomenal. I mean, it, it is that thing that kind of bridges the market. So a guy that's, you know, comfortable with gas, but, you know, has been resident to touch charcoal because it's, you know, it's, it's a little trickier, to be fair. Sure. And even in our Memphis, there has a bed that moves up and down. Um, you just have to understand how, you know, and, and wander how that, that, that charcoal's, you know, burning down. Or even the chips down in the smoke underneath, just understanding what they can actually achieve and what cook times are available on them. Those are the types of things that th- those grills allow people to, hey, I still have the comfort of cooking with gas because that's still the most, the biggest part of the marketplace. But the reality is I can still try charcoal or I can try smoking with wood chips. And, and, and there's going to be more hybrids that come out, there's no doubt, because consumers want to have multiple options of how to cook. And we're seeing, in general, the marketplace maturing and looking for new and innovate, innovative things to engage. It doesn't have to just be a, you know, a inexpensive gas grill to, you know, that's not exciting for the marketplace anymore. No. You know, I, I'll make a bold statement that I think that pellet grilling will be bigger than gas one day. Because you have the convenience of gas and you have the flavor of wood combined. If you can run an oven control, you can run a pellet grill. And now you have real rich wood-flavored food. I just I think that, that the time is, and if you look at the growth within the marketplace, that's a very bold statement to make. But I think it solves the consumers have been looking for, or at least the maturity of the consumer now. Because just that old-fashioned gas grill isn't what they're looking for. They're looking for something that they can actually do something that can produce a you know world class barbecue in their own backyard, and they can do that with a pellet grill. Oh yes, they can. Before we go to break, here's something I thought you might find interesting. I did uh, Fitbit, you know, the little exercise monitor thing you wear on your wrist for chickens could increase egg production. Scientists at the University of California have found that a Fitbit-like device worn by farm chickens may help combat insect infestations and eventually increase production of fresh eggs. The tiny device tracks bird behavior rather than steps. That's why they never did it for humans because of the uh, behavior. Etymologist uh, Amy Merlo. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry about that, David. Etymologist Amy Merlo and her team of researchers developed an algorithm that allows data from the device's motion sensor to provide reliable indication of a chicken's distinct actions 
such as biting, pecking, or preening. Chickens who engage in more feather cleaning are more likely to have infections. And the data can help farmers track down the affected chickens before an infestation spreads to the whole flock. External parasites, external parasites such as mites, can have direct impacts on poultry health and productivity, as well as economic effects, said uh, Denise Hurd, director of research at the U.S. and Poultry Egg Association. Ultimately, the device may help farmers keep their chickens healthy and boost egg production. This may also help with the creation of very small treadmills for chickens. Yeah. Um, you can find more about that on Bloomberg if you want. We'll be back with more Barbecue Nation and Jeff Tyson in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and uh, you want to listen to us on the SoundCloud. It's just type in barbecue. you got to spell it out. Barbecue Nation with JT. But uh, hey, I was going to ask you, you said your partner's down in Daytona? Yeah, well, he's a, he's my producer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We actually had the official grill in NASCAR as of last year. So oh, excellent. Big NASCAR fans. Obviously, a big week coming up there in Daytona. So we're excited about doing some activations, uh, oh, you know, this next year with NASCAR. It's just, I mean, that's our that's our demographic. I mean, family guys that, that love love sports and sure. love the uh, and I love we love the um, the whole uh, uh, approach NASCAR took to their business, where it was very faith based, very uh, family based. Um, we just we we got a thrill out of it. So it was like when we align with organizations like that, that we we leaned in heavy there, and we're thrilled to be associated with them. Uh, if you don't know, we're talking with Jeff Thiessen from. Uh, Pit Boss and Louisiana Grills, and uh, formerly from the Great White North, and now living, you know, warmly in the Phoenix area, Scottsdale there. How's that sound? Does that sound like a reasonable description? Well, I love it, yeah. Yeah, that's all good. What's your favorite part of all this, Jeff? Uh, Just seeing where God's taking it. I mean, we have have great vision for the company now, and, and just, you know, the ability to have a business that we're not worried about financially every day, but just, just feel real blessed to be part of and just dream the dream and see where God takes it. It's just, it's, it's a real great place to be. My dad's been an entrepreneur his whole life. So just letting, you know, having him as part of this and, and just him letting us be part of that with him has just been, it's been a, it blows my mind, the journey of the last number of years. So it's just fun. Now we're at a place that, you know, business is growing, you know, year over year, you know, and it's been, uh, you know, in some of the biggest retailers in North America now that have pellet grills, it's just it's just fun to be part of of a of a story like this. Oh, I feel very thankful. Well, and you've got that NASCAR deal now. That's uh, those bubbas. They like to cook and they like to eat. So <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, one, one other question I'd like to mention is actually we just got, got hooked up with Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty. And, oh yeah, and dude, that guy loves to cook, and he's just an, he's just a really good guy, down to earth and. Christian guy, we just we could relate a lot and just sure. enjoyed meeting him and, and working with him. But those are the types of influencers that we want as part of the company. You know, people that that kind of think the way we do and see the world 
you know, in, in similar ways and just passionate about barbecue. Uh, you're going to be cooking some ducks if you're down there. No doubt. He's actually got some duck recipes we're going to get into this year. So I'm going to have to go down and, and shoot a few with them before we do them, but it's good. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. They don't, well, you know, as you know, up in Edmonton, the ducks even have earmuffs and mittens on when they fly because it's so bloody well, cold up to. there. It's just too cold. Um, we're going to go into the after hour segment folks. So in a couple of minutes here, so we'll be able to, uh, talk a little more with Jeff. Um, about the whole barbecue industry and and where he thinks things are going. He already made one bold prediction, though, so don't forget that, about the the number of pellet uh, grills that are going to be out there. The one thing that people was always a criticism, Jeff, and I'm not, and it's just a straight open question, was their deal was that the pellet grills never got hot enough to sear. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you were talking about that a little earlier. So my question to you is how long does it take um, if you're in a normal client, not like Edmonton or Oregon at this point, for a, one of your grills to get up to a, you know, 500 degree searing temperature, roughly, roughly. I'd say 12 to 15 minutes, depending on the unit. And the, the nice part about it, though, is you can send your kid out to start the barbecue. All they do out there is turn a dial. They don't have to worry about any explosion or the lighter not going off. Sure. The electric, the electric ignition does itself. It, take, it, it takes about four minutes to get a flame, to roughly about another 10 minutes to bring it up to temperature, depending on what your ambient is. But it's just, it's safe, it's easy, and you don't have to babysit it. Once you turn it on, just walk away. Come back with the, the meat a few minutes later, and away you go. How long, did, how long does one of your hoppers in, uh, I mean, pick one of your models, because we've only got about, well, actually, we've only got about 30 seconds left. Um, how long does a hopper full of pellets last in one of your grills? If they're too, depend yeah, totally ahead. depends on the cooking temperature, but you could be, you know, as, as long as 10 hours, you know, depending uh, on an average, uh, you know, it could be a little bit higher, a little bit lower. If you go in a high temperature, obviously it's going to burn a, a fair bit faster, but I mean, a few hours, even on high, not that you'd ever leave your barbecue on high for two hours, but yeah, it's, it's not the type of thing that you have to constantly feed while you're working it. There you go. Um, we're going to get out of here. If you want to follow up with us, you can check out the after hours with JT broadcast, uh, on our SoundCloud, but, but Jeff, um, thanks for being with us today. And, uh, everything you've said is, is really kind of inspirational and good things to hear about pit boss and Louisiana grills. No, I appreciate the opportunity. It's been a blessing. Thank no, you. No worries. How about a little, uh, primer on the world of barbecue from India to Russia? Uh, I'm going to share this story with you before we uh, wrap it up today. The appeal of outdoor cooking is shared around the world, hence Barbecue Nation, this show. Charcoal and wood are the most popular fuels worldwide, but cooking techniques vary widely. In the Philippines, for example, chicken or pork are often half-grilled, half-marinated. In a mix of lemonade, usually made of lemon and lime soda, soy sauce, sugarcane, vinegar, uh, that's just kind of watered-down apple cider vinegar, along with garlic, pepper, and sometimes banana ketchup. Now, in the Caribbean, barbecue cooks spend years perfecting jerk chicken. Those are chickens that really get out of hand at the bars at night. Um, but barbecue... Uh, sorry, lost my own joke there. Um, usually served with uh, callaloo and fried uh, plantains. Indian and Pakistani barbecue is very diverse. Um, here's the taste there. Punjabi-style 
chicken wings are marinated in ginger, garlic, and fresh turmeric, honey, green chilies, and lime juice, and then grilled over the coals. Or you can try what food writer uh, Romney Gill suggests, simple skewers of cubed meats marinated in a paste of ginger, garlic, and green chilies, and a uh, uh, garam of masala. <clears throat> in Russia, even brutally cold winter conditions don't stop Russians from traditional cooking over fire. Baked potatoes may be tossed on the grill or loaded up with sour cream and dill, particularly to accompany a meal of, uh, I won't say this right, shashik pork kebabs marinated in beer or Georgian-style beef marinated in red wine, tomatoes, and onions. And in Peru, the submerged fire pit known as the uh, Pacamacna cooks, and I said that wrong, uh, entire meals, including skewered kebabs, known as anti-cuchos. How about that? Yeah. Well, you can read this whole story in The Guardian and uh, find out more. And also next week, I'm going to have something for you about how one restaurateur up in Seattle is using UV lighting to kill the coronavirus. It's worth a shot. Um, I'm JT, and uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.